What's up, podcast? This is Match the Lava, and you're listening to the Road to Freedom Pod. You can find me on Instagram and Twitter at Match the Lava, and today is Sunday, May 2nd, 2021, and we're entering week 18 of this year. So we're a third of the way through the year, pretty much, and it's been it's been interesting just how fast things have gone. I know I've talked about it a little bit here recently, but it does still amaze me that it's already May, that we're already getting things rolling here. I mean, last time, last year this time, it was it was definitely a different vibe overall for just I think the general state of the world than we're in right now. Still people are concerned, still things are going on, still things aren't normal, but they're definitely not what they were back then. And it's kind of been a little bit relaxing from that aspect, but also a little bit different just because last year I remember I was running around like crazy. It was it was just a crazy time because I was able to make so much profit off of so many things. Really opened my eyes though to the profitability of reselling and e-commerce in general. So that was one of the the most really incredible and difficult times, I think, for a lot of people. It really depends on what you did. If you started a business around then, you probably made a lot of money. If you stuck with it, if you didn't, and maybe you were just at home, you may remember it as in a different light. But either way, I'm here to help you make more money, not lose money. So I do want to just talk about some of the things that I've been looking at as far as eBay and some of the things that I've noticed in the past few days. So recently, we have had a seller update in eBay. It was a spring seller update. And the the basic the basic overview of that, there were some things that they added, some things they took away that weren't really things that impacted me all that much. They took away some stuff for promoted listings. So you can still promote listings, but they used to give you a coupon if you had a store. I think it was like for $25 to $30 worth of promoted listings every every quarter or maybe every month. I didn't know about it. I didn't even know we had that. So it doesn't affect me because I didn't ever use it and they took it away. So I guess it's not that big of a deal, but it was a, a decent amount of money. I mean, 25, 30 bucks, I'll take that every day. So if you were using that, just kind of pay attention to that because you will see some extra fees come onto your eBay fee kind of invoice at the end of the month if that's something that you're used to not seeing. So that was one thing that they took away and there was just some other things. I saw that they were doing something with digital coupons now. I think you can do like a code for your store that gives people a specific percent off. I think that that's something you can do now. So if you have a seller or a buyer that typically buys from you and you want to continue to make them promote them to buy from you and, and help them want to buy from you more, you can give them a specific discount code that will only work for either, I think, their store, like their eBay account. They can Only their eBay account can use it or it may be a one-time use thing or something like that. So I'm not really sure. I didn't look too much into that. The real thing I was focused on was fees. And eBay went through and said, hey, we're going to be increasing fees by 0.2%. And that was to help cover some of the costs I think they were doing something else where they were reducing some other sort of cost somewhere else. So they said, hey, our rationale for that is going to be that we're going to increase the the fee cost by 0.2%. Now, does 0.2% really matter? In my opinion, yeah, it does. I mean, a lot of people would say it doesn't, but I notice a sizable difference from just having an eBay store that's a basic a basic store versus not having a basic store. Now you have to be doing some volume for that. And I'm, I mean, if you're doing maybe like under 10 grand a month, let's see, you're saving like, if you're doing, there's a number and cause you're saving 0.65%. So like eBay basic stores and up will save 0.65% off of a sale fee, a final value fee for having a basic store and above. So if you think about that, that's not really that much. I mean, you're not even at a, a single percentage point off where that comes into play is if you do, let's say just for easy numbers, you do a hundred dollars 
in sales, you're going to save, I think, 65 cents, I think something like that, like, right? So, so that you're not going to save very much money. That's really what we're looking at here. Not very much money at all for $100. $1,000 will save about $6.50. And then when you really start to make money is like somewhere between $1,000 and $10,000, there's a bridge where if you get to a certain threshold and it's, it's like around, it's right under 5K. But if you're doing that much in a month and you're doing the, the normal the normal categories that have a reduced fee for eBay, where if you have a basic store that you would have a 0.65% reduced fee. If you're doing about 5k a month, you may want to look into it is basically what I'm saying, because you can probably start to beat the cost of having a store every month by the savings and fees you'll have. And I was kind of looking at that. I didn't realize that was the thing back when I, back when I first started selling on eBay, I didn't realize that they just had set numbers for all of these things. I thought they used some sort of like equation to figure it out. I was in college, okay? I don't really know why I thought this, but it was like, okay, I'm an engineer. Things are like done with equations. So I figured if they ever change it, I'll just change this one equation, whatever the number that I subtract off of the overall fee. So for instance, it used to be 10%. And I think for people with a basic store and above, it was 9.15%. So I would say, take this certain number off of the 10%. I think it was like, whatever that would be, 0.85% off or whatever, and get it down to 9.15%. I'm throwing a lot of numbers at you. Not really the biggest important thing right now. Just kind of focus on the overall thing of this. So I would do some sort of equation. It wasn't accurate, okay? Whatever I was doing, it worked for a little bit, and then they changed the way they did fees with managed payments, and it didn't work anymore. I didn't catch that. And my numbers were close. I mean, they were they they were relatively close, but they weren't 100%. And I like to have things 100% just because it's a business. I want to be very serious about the numbers that I'm doing. So I went back and I was looking at that and I was looking at the new managed payment fees and I was going, okay, so they increased a lot of fees by 0.2%. Which ones did they increase? And I went and I looked all over eBay and could not find that. And then I went and looked on eBay forums and people were saying, where's the comparison chart for what the fees were originally on managed payments versus what they went up to in the spring? nobody knew. And I went and asked eBay. I called eBay and said, hey, can you please tell me what the difference is? Where Can I look at the old fees from the beginning of March and compare them to this? And they said, well, if you go through your invoice, you can see what your fee amount was. And I said, no, 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 that, that's not, that's not what I'm asking. I, I'm trying to do some like accounting software for myself. I'm trying to figure out what the fee was for this category. Can you tell me? And they were like, well, we don't really know. So, okay. I bounced around to ebay.com, the eBay forums. I went on Reddit for a little while. And then I went to eBay's seller help like call center and they did nothing. So you're kind of stuck there. You're going, I have no idea what the fee structure was. I I don't even know what I was being charged. It says 0.2%, but which categories did they go up? Which categories did they go down? So all that to say, I was looking at trying to figure this out and I started looking at the PayPal fee structure and noticed that they bumped everybody that's still on PayPal instead of managed payments where eBay's managing your your overall payouts and stuff. PayPal still does it. And theirs went up by 0.2% as well. So, okay, they both went up the same amount. That makes sense. But what was the PayPal structure before? So I went back and started looking at that and realized I could tell based off of what the old PayPal structure was, which fees went up and based off of what they are now, you could just translate that over. The tables were identical, just different fee amounts because PayPal's taking their cut whenever you're doing PayPal versus managed payments. And that's a lot. It's a lot to throw at you. That's not why I'm talking about this, though. That kind of stuff's important. If you're doing accounting, you may want to look into that, especially if you have a store. It's definitely going to save you some money, but you may spend more money in accounting as well. So just kind of take that into account. But the real reason I'm talking about this is because I think so often we get involved with these platforms and we think that they're going to take care of us. And they 
they're not. Like, they don't care as much as we give them credit for. And it's not their responsibility to. It's ours. We run a business. We run our own business. eBay cares about their numbers. They care about whether they're making more more money on a sale or less money on a sale and why. And who, which seller is bringing us the most income and what can we do to help them? Which sellers are not helping and clogging up our platform? What can we do to either make them better or get them the heck out of here and get them on some other platform? Because this right now is what is going to make them the most amount of money. Helping the best and because the 80-20 rule, 80% of your best output comes from 20% of your producers, right? I mean, you can apply it to a bunch of different things. It's the same thing with eBay. Probably the top 20% of their sellers or the top the top 20% of their sellers are producing 80% of their output. So they are going to cater towards them and they're probably going to ask them, hey, what do you want? Hey, what makes sense for you? And then that's probably the people that they're going to take into consideration. And that's fine. I mean, that makes sense. Business Business-wise, that makes sense. And a lot of us get frustrated because it feels like they don't care about us. It's not the truth. If eBay is going to continue to care about us and continue to make us money, they need to do things in their best interest because that's going to keep them alive. And and in this world of e-commerce that we're in right now, it's ever-changing. There's always new things coming up. There's always these new platforms, Mercari, Poshmark. They're competing with eBay. They're taking a piece of the pie, and they're doing used stuff. Amazon's doing all new stuff. So now who's eBay competing with? They're competing with all new from Amazon, all new from Walmart+. Plus new from Target, I think, starting something. And I've seen third-party providers on Target as well. And then you see all the used stuff, Poshmark, Mercari, Bonanza. What are some other ones? I mean, Goat is doing all shoes. StockX started to take a lot of eBay shoe output as well. And you see eBay go, okay, well, we're not going to deal with this. We're going to make no fees, right? And and then you realize StockX, StockX is kind of trash in some respects with some of the ways that they go about stuff. But in other ways, they're pretty decent. So overall, eBay does a pretty decent job but the thing is i think so much of the time we rely on them to take care of us when it's like well i i don't need to save that because it's always going to be on ebay and then you go back and you realize they've wiped your record or you don't need to keep that because it's going to be on the ebay help center and then you go back and you look and they updated all the fees but they didn't leave the old fees for you to compare against and they gave me plenty of time they gave me from like i think at the beginning of march or even february till april to, to go back and forth and look at them. And I didn't. I didn't even think about it. And it came around to now. We're in May. I'm addressing it. I'm fixing everything. And I'm realizing that I don't have all the tools that I wish I had. I still got it done. It's still accurate. I, I still figured it out. But it took a lot more time than it should have. It should have been a one-to-one comparison because I should have taken that fee table and saved it. I should have just said, you can control print on Google Chrome and save specific pages as a PDF. And then you can open them anytime you want. Doesn't matter if they change on the website, you have them forever. So that would have been the smart thing to do, and I didn't. So that's what I'm going to do moving forward. Why am I telling you this? Because there's so many things on eBay that we need and use every day. There's so many help pages. There's so many things that are important to us. And I think sometimes we rely on them to always be there and and never change. And so we know things are going to change with eBay. We know fee structures are going to change. We know that platforms in the way that they operate are going to change, not just on eBay, but Mercari and other platforms too. It would probably be a good idea to to make sure you have a backup of some of that stuff, to make sure that you're doing your things right from the get-go, and then also probably save some of the ways that they do things, some of the policies, some of the things like that. As, as a copy on your computer and, and try and have your own system of files for yourself because if eBay changes or even eBay, this is not going to happen, but if eBay went out of business, right? If eBay or Mercari or Poshmark went under, how are you going to know what your file, what, what you were charging somebody in 2017 if they don't have a website anymore or 2018 or 2019 and the fees have changed three times? I mean, how are you going to know that? So 
that's kind of what I'm focused on right now today. Other than going through and remaking the eBay fee charge, which I did, I found one website that was out there that kind of confirmed what I was thinking, basically said, hey, here's what the fees were for all these different categories. I don't know why they wrote a, a whole blog article about it, but they did. And I basically just took that, compared it to what they are now, and then was able to figure out, okay, here's what the fees were when I first started. They, they check out with what I was doing. Here's what the fees were when I started managed payments. Some of these check out, some of these need to be tweaked a bit. And then here's what the fees are now. Here's the ones that definitely need to be tweaked. And it turned out that most of them, most fees on that chart ended up going up by 0.2%. Not all of them. There, I think there was like literally like one or two categories. I think women's handbags was one of them. I remember it was 11.5% and most categories went up to 11.7% unless they were some special category like computer parts or gaming consoles and stuff like that. Like most categories went up by 0.2%. So it's just something to keep in mind. It's something to recognize as things are not forever. You cannot just rely on these platforms to take care of you. You can't just rely on calling in and even getting an old feed table because they don't know where it is. And for me, and I could have I could have went on Facebook and, and talked to the Ask eBay and stuff like that. I actually did DM them on Twitter. They didn't get back to me. I, I reached out to them on Twitter as well. That's, that's here nor there though. I mean, that's not here nor there. It's just not, it's not important. What's important though is making sure that you have a backup for things, making sure that you have your business taken care of, that if you need to refer back to something and the, the web page changes or they just stop storing that information or something about the website changes or they go out of business or whatever it is, that you have your own copy, you have your own way of knowing that you're right or you have your own way of knowing how to go back and reconcile your, your numbers, your sales, whatever it is because those sorts of things are important. I try and copy and print out like not actually print out but save a copy of all my sales from ebay you can go in your invoices tab and then i think there's some stuff that allows you to track your sales on the seller hub now where you can print out like a csv file which is basically like an excel file of all of your sales for the month and it'll you can print out all the stuff about the tax and i try and do that because that sort of stuff's important when you go back at the end of the year if they change the way they do that or they change anything about it you'll at least have those files up until they changed it and then you figure out what to do going forward but if they change like like if they stop storing them for some reason you have them and you don't have to worry about come december come january february 2022 you don't have to worry about what do i do for taxes all this stuff's not where i thought it would be and i haven't looked at this in over a year you have the information you're keeping up to date with it and you're saving it to your computer you're making sure you have a copy yourself so you can give it to your cpa you can you can type in your numbers and make sure that you have everything down so that's what i'm going to be doing that's what i'm kind of working on right now is basically making this accounting system foolproof which it will be almost foolproof that the only tough part about it is that eBay does have so many fee categories that you could have something listed under that, I mean, there's literally over 60 of them. So if you're trying to keep track of which category something sold in and what the percentage was and stuff, you're going to have a little bit of a tough time with that, but that's teachable. That is teachable. Trying to get people to pick all this different stuff and have different selections for top rated, top rated plus, managed payments, PayPal, like, that was not sustainable and that's how I was running my business. And whenever I try and outsource that, somebody's gonna get confused. I know people are gonna start filling out the wrong thing. I just don't wanna deal with it. So I'm trying to take it, nip it right now at the the knees or or take it out at the knees, I guess, right now and just get done with that bad system, mainly because I didn't know what I was doing when I made it, but trying to make something new for myself that's a little bit easier to work with. And I do go daddy bookkeeping as well because they track everything on there. It's kind of like a backup for me. If I miss something, if I don't have something down, it works. But my spreadsheet is a little bit more robust at telling me what my numbers are. GoDaddy's very good at telling me what eBay's numbers are. And if I start selling on Amazon, I start selling on Mercari more, it's just good to have that stuff down. So that's why I do my own spreadsheet. But definitely keep that kind of stuff in your own, like keep it for you because you will need it at some point going forward. So that's what I'm working on today. 
go get after it. Hopefully you guys have a good week. I'm having a good day, so I'm excited to get back to work and get some more of this done. But that being said, I'm going to go. So you guys have a great rest of your Sunday and I'll talk to you tomorrow with another podcast. Have a good one. Peace.